The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. If you'd like to uh, get added to our e-newsletter list, Josh and I do a short video, usually five or six minutes, in the middle and end of every month that we send out via email where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and uh, how, especially how it relates to what's going on with our portfolios. And so if you don't get enough of us on the weekends and want to see why we have faces for radio, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and just say you would like us, you would like to be added to our e-newsletter list, and that is the only thing that we will send you. Uh, so there's a – Morningstar puts out a magazine once a quarter, um, and there was a really good article by a guy uh, – Name Haywood Kelly, Timeless Lessons, Wisdom from two of the world's most successful investors. He means Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett. Um, and there's uh, 12 uh, lessons in this, and I thought I would uh, share some of them as we go forward in the rest of the show. One of them is no good investor is either value or growth. And so Warren Buffett learned uh, investing from a guy named Benjamin Graham, who wrote the famous investing Bible. Uh, uh, the intelligent investor, you know, in the thirties securities analysis, he wrote actually, sorry. And it's this, it's this really hard book to read, but you know, and I don't suggest anybody take it on, but it is. And so essentially what Benjamin Graham said is there are businesses that are like, uh, cigar butts or cigarette butts that are on, on the sidewalk. You can pick them up and maybe get a couple more puffs out of them. Uh, but you can get them for nothing essentially is the way he looked at them. And so that's how Buffett learned to invest. Uh, but then he, he stumbled upon a guy named Philip Fisher who actually is Ken Fisher's father. And Philip Fisher convinced Warren, uh, that he could pay up for a really good business. So, you know, he, he said, look, Really great businesses, you know, businesses that have moats around them that are enduring franchises, uh, like a Coca-Cola, for example. You can pay more for them, and you won't get hurt. And so that's where Buffett came up with this: like, I'm not a value investor, or I'm I'm not a growth investor. I'm just trying to determine how much I'm going to pay for a certain level of growth. That doesn't make me a value investor or a growth investor. Uh, and he wanted some margin of safety in there, and that's the way that we think that you all should be looking at it as well. Is it's you're not a growth investor. You're you're, you're first of all you're an investor always. Um, you just have to remember to create rules so that you're um, you know you're you're not overdoing it in terms of chasing returns. Uh, and then they they made a comment about um, the key to happiness. <laughs> they say the key to a happy marriage isn't a beautiful sp spouse, smart kids, or pleasant conversation. No, says Buffett and Munger. The key to a happy marriage is finding someone with low expectations, which is exactly what Josh and I did. <laughs> I thought that was clever. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, we in our, uh, you know, we do free retirement reviews, but we also um, know what's going on in our industry because we read the trade mags. Um, and we know where money is flowing. And one of the things that is happening right now, because yields in the bond market have started to come up, especially if you looked at like corporate bonds or high yield bonds last fall, we were getting yields five and a half and, and approaching 6%. And so people are saying, you know what, that makes sense to me. I want to get 6% because I, I am, a, after all, buying bonds. And, there, and people are going out and taking uh, some credit risk, meaning buying corporate bonds, because remember, uh, in a, when you're buying a U.S. Treasury, there is no credit risk. I mean, the, the fact that the, the idea that the U.S. government is going to default on our debt is is not going to happen because we can just print money. But if you're buying corporate bonds, you know, uh, Apple, uh, although it seems like Apple can print money, they really can't actually print dollars. And so if you look and go buy corporate bonds, you know, those bonds are backed by the company's ability to pay those bonds, not their ability to print money like the U.S. Treasury. Uh, and so they have what's called credit risk. They could default on those bonds and not be able to pay them back. 
And so that's another level of risk, which historically has meant the yield on a corporate bond is higher than on a treasury bond. Uh, and that is true right now, barely though. And so when Josh and I look, and, and we're doing this all day, every day, we look at, okay, we're allocating money for our clients and for ourselves in an effort to accomplish something. And so when we, we're putting something in a portfolio, it has to be very clear to Josh and I what it's going to accomplish. Is it going to be something that is a return enhancer, meaning it's going to help our portfolio grow over time? Or is it going to be a risk reducer like we talked about in the last segment, meaning when markets are volatile right now, this is the part of the portfolio that's going to hold up. This is the part of the portfolio that's going to go up. And so historically, since 1982, essentially corporate bonds have been that ballast that have protected you on the downside because interest rates since 1982 have come down. And so interest rates now are now back up, and now there's this, there's this sort of, I guess, carrot for investors that says, well, why don't you take a little more risk in the bond market, and you can get five and a half instead of five, or you can maybe get six, or if you buy high-yield bonds, you can get a little over six. And to us, we say, that doesn't make sense at all, and there's a couple reasons, one being that credit risk I just talked about, but the other is, remember, when you buy a U.S. Treasury, you're not paying state income tax. So if you live in the state of Oregon and you buy U.S. Treasury, you're just paying taxes on the yield at the federal level. You don't pay Oregon taxes on that yield. So it makes this essentially tax equivalent yield of that Treasury higher than it otherwise would be, which would, when you think about it, actually match the yield, tax equivalent yield of a corporate bond. And so if we are headed into a recession, which the yield curve has predicted recessions, you know, we, we believe that we're going into a recession and companies are going to start to struggle and we're starting to see that, that means some of these companies are going to default on their high on their bonds, on their corporate bonds that exist. And that means a markdown of those bonds and a markdown of your portfolio. And so remember, if that's the part of your portfolio that is a risk reducer, how is taking credit risk helping you reduce risk? And so for us, it's not, it's not this idea of like, you know, wow, you can get really good returns in the corporate bond market or, or the high yield bond market. So it's worth taking some of that risk. Then we put it on the return enhancer side. It's when the alternative is the yield is almost the same. Why would, why on earth would you go buy high yield or corporate bonds? We don't understand it in the least. So when we think about all of our peers, other financial advisors that are allocating money, they must be allocating money in a very dumb fashion where they're just like, oh, I put so much in corporate bonds. I saw so much in high yield bonds. And they don't take into account the credit environment we find ourselves, where we find ourselves in the economic environment. And when you look at the alternative in the bond market, which is U.S. Treasuries, the yield is essentially the same. So why on earth are these people well, taking credit risk? The reason we decided to talk about it is only because of the relative outperformance of those of junk bonds. It's it's pretty strong so far this year. And well, and last year too. And the reason, of course, is because companies are just like people. When money was free two years ago, every company of low quality got loaded up on leverage. Their balance sheets are relatively flush. Not many of those bonds actually mature this year or even next. But when those re when those debts come to be refinanced at the end of 2024, going into 2025, there is serious latent issues in those companies. The economic environment that they operate in is continuing to deteriorate. Their financing costs are only going up. The market's going to demand an even higher premium than it already is when you get closer to that expiration. But the point is that there's the, all these latent issues that sit there that have sort of been masked by that in the, you know, the condition I identified, which is that they still have a ton of ca cash on the balance sheets, that they're not having to yet go to the debt market again. And that's when the real problems were emerged. And you see a lot of these income specific funds and really just high yield junk, you know, the, we, it's junk bonds, but the, you know, the industry calls it high yield. That stuff has been masked and those problems are going to emerge later. The operating environment is getting worse, but their performance is not yet reflecting the coming reality. So Jeff Gunlack, who runs uh, Double Line Capital, one of the smartest bond mines in the world, uh, thinks that uh, we're going to see the highest level of junk bond defaults ever, uh, including the great you know, financial crisis. And so junk bonds have only been around since the 80s and, and Michael Milken, but uh, he is really worried about the junk bond market. So if you have high yield bonds in your portfolio, you need to be getting rid of that ASAP. And like Josh said, it, everything can seem fine until all of a sudden one day it isn't just us, the people that had money at Silicon Valley Bank. 
All right, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review and have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988. Or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk to you about what Josh and I are seeing in our free retirement reviews. You're going to want to stick around for that. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Wow, buddy. This place is gorgeous. Oh, I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. <laughs> all this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. Central Oregon is a great way to describe where we live. It's centrally located, close to mountains, rivers, lakes, and within just a short drive of the beach, too. At Thomason Auto Group, they're just like you. They like to get out there and enjoy what this part of the world has to offer. But getting there should be part of the adventure, too. Thomason has hundreds of great cars, trucks, and SUVs, Handpicked so pretty much anything you're looking for is in stock and just waiting for someone like you to go out and enjoy your next journey because the journey is just as important as the destination. Thomason Auto Group is family-owned with locations in Bend and Redmond. They're close by and ready to help you find the right vehicle to get you out there and enjoy the great Central Oregon outdoors. Enjoy the journey with a little help from Thomason Auto Group. Online at Thomason.com. You know, we never thought we'd say this. After 25 years, we're closing our doors at Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. Our lease is expiring, and you know where rents are going. So we're marking down all remaining mattresses, adjustable bases, pillows, sheets, and accessories. It's our final sale, so we're going to blow it out of here at liquidation prices. If you've been even close to wanting to get a better night's sleep for less... Don't miss this sale. Drastic reductions on Beautyrest Black, Englander, and Sutherland mattresses. Liquidation prices on handmade luxury mattresses from Heirloom, Clough, and Marshall. Huge markdowns on all remaining mattresses, adjustable bases, pillows, sheets, and accessories. Free delivery and special 0% financing available. See store for details. It's our final sale. After 25 years, we're closing our doors at Wilson's Mattress Gallery, Ben. Get here early for best selection. Wilson's Mattress Gallery is located on North Highway 97 in Ben, next to Staples. Driving a big rig in winter can be tough. Breaking down in the cold is worse. If you break down in the Portland area, call Ultimate Truck Service first at exit 995 Vancouver. They'll keep any diesel truck or diesel pusher road ready. Air conditioning, brakes, you name it. In an emergency, Ultimate Truck Service will come to you within 25 miles or have your tow driver take you. Call or go online. Ultimate Truck Services. They keep you rolling. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio on this snowy weekend here in the Pacific Northwest. Josh and I were just debating on how much the reservoirs in, in Central Oregon were going to fill up uh, this spring and summer after all this snow. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, we need probably a couple more years of this for that to really happen. Um, but 
places like California are getting so much rain that it's having a material impact on their reservoirs already. And so uh, it's just they're going to have to survive. It's crazy. I mean, I saw on Friday Squaw. Did you know they changed the name of Squaw? Yeah, Palisades. Yeah, so Squaw, they couldn't even open the uh, the mountain because it was so much avalanche risk and getting the lifts open was going to be so challenging. So um, another Buffett quote, this is a good one, and or it's more of an analogy, but I love this one because it's, 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 uh, it's, it's just been so great, and it's a baseball analogy. He says, in investing, it's okay to do nothing. Buffett compared investing to a baseball hitter waiting for a fat pitch, a nice straight ball down the heart of the plate. But unlike in baseball, in investing, you're not called out after three strikes. You can let as many pitches whiz past you as you want. Uh, and and so you know Buffett's Buffett's deal is and and he's done this over his investing career is that he's let a lot of pitches and he will admit go by but he most of his outperformance over time has come from swinging at a few very fat pitches and that's true for a lot of people. Um, the other thing that's happening right now is uh, there, there, there's so many different things that Wall Street is always trying to do uh, to try to make more money off you the retail investor and so. Fees, we know, have compressed so much over the last two decades, meaning fees to Wall Street. You know, brokers used to get paid 8.5% on commissions on selling mutual funds, and now there are, you know, nobody should be paying a, a commission to buy anything, or, or especially a mutual fund anymore. And so with this fee compression, Wall Street is perpetually looking for ways to sort of put lipstick on a pig and, and be able to charge more for it. Uh, and so, we, you know, we talked about ESG investing, but one of the other things that's happening is something called thematic investing. And so there are now mutual funds and exchange-traded funds that you can invest in almost any sort of thematic theme. So, you know, solar energy, there's an ETF for that, or uh, uh, there was a, essentially like a COVID ETF where, you know, companies that were, were going to do well in work from home, work from home yeah. or, or, you know, you can invest in, in really small countries. And so these thematic ETFs, their fees are really, really high, um, and they're just a terrible way for you to, to as an investor to get market exposure because inevitably uh, you're going to invest in the ones that have done the best most recently that will then turn in turn become losers. And so stay away from thematic investing because, you know, they sound great. And, and Wall Street's really smart. They have a lot of really smart people that work there. Josh and I don't aren't included in that group, but uh, they come up with really great marketing material to try to get you to invest in these things. And they do sound great. And there's a lot of um, sort of dim-witted uh, people out there that are investing in these things, especially advisors that say, oh, this guy took me to lunch. I better invest in his or her thematic uh, ETF, and by the time it ends up being a bad investment. By the time the product is actually launched, the trend, you know, those names have been bid up because the trend has been in vogue for long enough uh, that usually you're, you know, I mean, the FT had a great, great uh, performance analysis of these things. They tend to underperform the, the market dramatically three to five years after launch, uh, simply because all of those stocks got bid up in expectation of that trend being a big thing. Then the product launches, then all the dumb money flows into it. And, the, and the, we've seen just an inordinate amount of money flow into these things. So be very careful about industry-specific or, or country-specific ETFs or investments. It's just a bad idea. You want to own broad market, a low-cost, tax-efficient, exchange-traded funds. Okay, so Josh and I, if you listen to our show, know you know that we do free retirement reviews. So we have people that come in and bring their portfolios a lot of time, uh, and and they show them to us, and they and and you know we get so we get to see a lot of different portfolios, whether it's from the do-it-yourselfers or from people that have uh, financial advisors. And I, we didn't. We were like, how do we talk about this on the show without sounding like sales guys and that we're the greatest thing since sliced bread? And and that's not our, our effort here in in, in doing this because it's that's what it's going to come across as. But it is unbelievable how bad a job most financial advisors are doing managing their clients money we get these portfolios and we can't believe how bad the money is allocated it's in allocated all there's no rhyme or reason so that we look at it and we say you know how did you how do you know how your advisor came to this allocation or how you got to this mix of assets and they never you know it's like i don't know just happened over time and the truth is that's what the advisor if they were being honest would say also there's no like 
this is what we're putting like, – when we put together portfolios for our clients, we know exactly why we're doing it and what we're doing. And all of our clients own the same stuff, just in different proportions. But we see these portfolios that – you know, we go, we look at, and they, they haven't made money since 2015. Eight years they have money that they, they have a, a portfolio in a raging bull market. Yeah, of course, last year market was down 20%, but they still should have a positive return since 2015. And so I, we bring this up not as like you need to come hire us, more as if you have this inkling that your, advi- like your portfolio is garbage – it probably is because it is unbelievable what Josh and I well, see. No, I their think... bond portfolios are crap. <laughs> They're selling annuities. When we tell people their portfolio is garbage <laughs> and they don't come to us, we always wonder ultimately what happened. But what's astonishing is you know, people are okay with it and they don't seem to really do anything about it often. And we, you know, whether or not they hire us, often we tell them, you know, go – Go do this. If Whether or not you hire us, just do something. Fix the issue. Get but out of the problem. What's crazy about this industry generally when you look at the statistics on the back end is just how crazy sticky assets ultimately are once they get to some place and what level of malfeasance actually has to occur before people do something. And invariably, it's not total ineptitude with regard to the portfolio management that makes people move. It's just dislike of the individual or dissatisfaction or ultimately did. with the amount of times that they've been reached out to. That's the most astonishing thing to us is the complete negligence with regard to portfolio management is given a significantly lower weighting in terms of the client's perception relative to uh, what they, whether they like the advisor or how much they're actually reached out to by the advisor, the number of contacts. Don't and- hire somebody because they're a likable man or woman. That's, I, you know, like I, it, it boggles my mind. Hire them based on results. And so it, it is, I mean, we're not kidding here. So most of you out there listening, if you have a financial advisor, there's a good chance that you're in this group where you have this portfolio of just garbage and we don't we say that because it's just true i mean you would be absolutely better off just owning the s&p 500 index through vanguard your returns would be quadruple what they are with this financial advisor but they might call you on your birthday and that makes you stick with them come on that doesn't make any sense to us and so we you know part of this radio show is to help people get better returns in their investments but also to tell them that most advisors don't know what they're doing and they're building crappy portfolios and you need to do something about it if you're in that group. And so we're not talking about just this bear market. We're talking about if you have a portfolio that's not made money since 2015 or 2016, why are you not doing something about it? We just went through this crazy good bull market and you didn't make money. If you're not going to make money, then when are you going to make money? So you need to be doing something about it. And we look at portfolio after portfolio that is garbage. Of course, there are, still, there are some that are good out there and we tell the people like, you don't need to do anything but it's amazing to us how long people stay with somebody and their returns are absolute trash it just doesn't make any sense to us all right if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter josh and i do a video in the middle and end of every month uh go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com send us an email just to let us know you would like to be added to our e-newsletter list when we come back we're gonna do a couple more segments of emails because we've got a bunch piled up so stick around Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. here and we think you will too welcome to alpine meadows beautifully kept landscaping alpine meadows has one bedroom apartments and two and three bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer beautiful decks patios and designer kitchens alpine meadows is conveniently located next to the dallas california highway and minutes away from orchard parks nature trails 
a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Hey there, it's Lars, and I'd like to tell you about my friends at Volvo Cars Bend. Things look different at Volvo Cars Bend. They've looked at the market, they've seen the changes, they've made the adjustments. And now's the time for you to get into Volvo Cars Bend and see it for yourself. A great selection of Volvos and an enhanced selection of pre-owned. Volvo Cars Bend knows what it means to have a luxury experience. Come in and experience it for yourself. Volvo Cars Bend has all the buying options for you, and they're ready when you're ready. Get ready to be Volvoed for life. And don't forget, Volvo Cars Bend is a truly local business. They support a local charity every month. Get in now and see the great selection of Volvos and the better selection of pre-owned. Volvo Cars Bend, where we know luxury. On the north side at Highway 97 in Grandview and at VolvoCarsBend.com. That's VolvoCarsBend.com. And be sure to tell them Lars sent you. You know, a lot of people like this time of year. Everything's greening up. I'm with you. It feels like it's all new again. And Wilson's Spring Savings Event is the perfect time to take a little green and renew some of those tired-looking rooms in your home. Yeah, a little green for a lot of new. Right now, Wilson's has special prices on quality handmade Amish furniture and bedroom sets. Stressless or the unmatched style of leather Italia. We've got great deals on Englander and luxury heirloom mattresses, plus an impressive selection of furniture made in Oregon. Out with the old and in with the new. Let's go fresh. Free delivery and special 0% financing available. See store for details. The spring savings event. Hurry for best selection. At Wilson's of Redmond. It's happening right now. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Bring in that spring feeling since 1962. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N-info.com. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. Call our office to get one of those scheduled. The number here, 800-743-0988. Or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. So guess what is happening? So last year, we had a record number of annuity sales in this country. And 2023 is on track to surpass 2022 in terms of annuity sales. And when I say annuity sales... Nobody ever in the history of Northwest Quadrant's existence have ever, has ever come to our office and said, 
I want to buy an annuity. It's never happened, and it, I doubt it ever will happen. Nobody goes into their financial advisor's office, maybe other than an, a FINRA auditor, and says, I want to buy an annuity. They're sold, right? It's like, you know, oh, boy, do I have something for you, and this is going to solve all your problems. Uh, and so just be very careful, all of you out there listening. Um, there are circumstances where some annuities do make some sense. It's a very short list of circumstances. Um, but when we see volatility, this is when the charlatans, this is when the salespeople, annuity salespeople come out in droves and they have lots of success because Josh and I could sit here on this radio program and just pitch annuities and we would uh, be able to uh, spend half the year in Bora Bora because we'd make so much money. But we'd have to get rid of all the mirrors in our house because we wouldn't be able to look ourselves in the eye or our kids. So just know that. This is ripe, fertile ground for annuity sales because they can make them sound like they um, are the holy grail of investing. Market returns without the risk and you get the guarantee. Guess what? In this business, if it sounds too good to be true, it always is. Just ask Bernie Madoff's clients or the depositors at Silicon Valley Bank. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to dance on that grave. You know I am. All those people in technology that thought they were so smart uh, and that this time it was different. Did you see your boy Eric Swalwell is uh, working on a rescue plan to ensure that those uninsured depositors don't... uh... Those uninsured depositors can afford it. I was at Josh's (laughs) wedding and one of the people I was sitting at the table with, he said, isn't this so exciting, Tyler? And I didn't know what he was talking about. It's like technology, isn't it so exciting? And I said, well, I guess my iPhone's pretty cool, but he thought it was going to change the world, and it has, but he just thought like more immediately and that we weren't going to – it was just going to be rainbows and butterflies forever. Well, Maybe he was – maybe he had something in his drink that I didn't have maybe, in my drink. Uh, maybe this is the end. Silicon Valley represents the breaking of the system. QE Infinity is here by – June of 2023. Socialism we, is here. We can all go back to buying uh, those highly advantageous businesses with Kathy Wood and ride into the sunset. And, as and those old mill houses in Bend are going to be $25 million because <laughs> money's going to be worthless. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. All right, let's tackle some emails. We got an email from a Margaret G. I like that. Uh, Margaret says, do I have to pay taxes on mutual fund capital gains even if I do not sell any of the shares of the funds? Unfortunately, Margaret, the answer is yes. So obviously it's tax time, and that's probably why she's asking. She probably didn't sell any mutual fund shares, and she's having to pay taxes on her capital gains. And so what happens when you own especially an actively managed mutual fund, that manager, he or she is uh, buying and selling securities in the portfolio, and let's say at the end of the year, or let's say throughout the year, they have they have gains. So the stuff they've sold has gains in it. They have to distribute those gains in December to all of the shareholders of record, meaning you, Margaret. And so you have to pay taxes on those capital gains that your mutual fund distributed, even though you didn't sell any shares, which is precisely one of the biggest reasons why we don't own actively managed mutual funds, because you know you can talk about returns. But the only returns that I can spend that I know of are my after-tax returns, right? So if I have two, if I have an ETF that's an index and a mutual fund that's actively managed, and that, let's say the mutual fund beats the ETF by one and a half percent, but they're distributing capital gains every year and I'm having to pay taxes, there's a really good chance that my after-tax returns are going to be much better in the ETF, even though it underperformed from a performance standpoint. So that uh, is one of the other very important reasons that we are indexers because they are much, much more tax efficient than a, than a actively managed mutual fund. The idea, it, it's funny to me that actively managed funds still exist to the extent that they do because they are so unbelievably tax inefficient. And if you own them in a taxable account, which Margaret is finding out, it's like, wait, I didn't sell anything, but now I'm having to pay taxes on something that I couldn't control. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not the best, uh, best scenario. Okay. Um, Greg, <coughs> Greg doesn't say where she, Greg is. He says, what do you guys think about the dividend aristocrats? There is an ETF that tracks them. The symbol is N O B L. So Greg, what Greg is talking about is, um, there are companies, uh, 
that exist in the market, stock market, that have raised their dividend for 25 straight years. So that in order to become a dividend aristocrat, you have to have paid a dividend for 25 straight years and raised it every year for 25 straight years. So you can imagine that it's a relatively short list. The list is actually longer than you would think, but it's a relatively short list. And so the, the, the idea is, Greg, um, obviously these are businesses that – you know, have been around for 25 years, and the fact that they were able to raise their dividend, uh, they're probably doing some things right. Is and so the dividend aristocrats have a uh, really pretty good long-term track record. Especially if you bought them 25 years ago, you have seen your dividend rise over that whole time. Here's what I'll tell you. I mean, I I, I don't have a problem with it. I, you know, I, the, the Noble N O B L is the um, is uh, pro shares. It's the S and P 500 dividend aristocrats. Um, it's 35 basis points expense ratio. It doesn't need to be 35 basis points because the dividend aristocrats aren't decided by the S&P. They're decided, uh, you know, it's an easy, I mean, I could teach my labradoodle how to pick it. It's like you have to have paid a dividend for 25 years and raise it for 25 years. There's no like person that has to figure that out. There's no, you know, qualitative analysis that has to be done to be, to be in there. So why it's 35 basis points, um, I'm not really sure, well, other than I'm, they can I'm charge sure. it. It's because it's pro shares. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's the reason. So, um, you know, I, I, it's, not, it's not necessarily a broken investment, but, you know, one of the biggest determining factors uh, that contribute to returns over time is fees. And so 35 basis points seems like a lot to me for some, something that doesn't, there's no decisions that need to be made. I mean, it's essentially the same as the S&P 500. The titan in the space is that uh, Vanguard Dividend Appreciation ETF, which is a fifth the cost. Um, but when you look at the Vanguard versus the ProShares, <laughs> the Vanguard has a significantly higher weighting for each of the individual companies. So there's a little bit less of a diversification factor. But again, you know, the argument we always make, all roads lead to indexing. If you own the index... As dividend aristocrats, you know, which tend to do well in rising rates environments relative to at least technology, a.k.a. growth stocks, you know, your holdings are going to evolve to reflect that preference anyway. So uh, the market's going to change. Whether the market's preference for that particular group of companies is going to change, don't necessarily bet on it. I mean, I mean you don't here's have the, to. Here's the thing about the dividend aristocrats. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And it's one of these things where it's a way to get market exposure, equity market exposure, that has lower volatility than owning the index generally. So if you are one of these people that says, I want equity exposure, but I want it with some less volatility, this is a place to go do that. And, so, and it's, it's, you know, in the scheme of fees, it's still relatively low, but you're not buying it for the yield because the yield on this is essentially the same as the S&P. You're buying it because the businesses in the index have historically been in good financial shape. So in a time like now, when there's uncertainty, we're headed into a recession, these are the businesses that you want to have in your portfolio. Like Josh said, they're in the S&P anyway. They're in most broad market indexes anyway. You're just being much more specific in this case. And so over time, the volatility is going to be less. And it's a relatively low-cost way to get stock market exposure with lower volatility. And so I'm okay if that's your reasoning, but that has to be your reasoning. It can't be some other, like, I think these things are going to crush or I, I, the yield I'm going to get is going to be better. That, that None of that's true. Buy it for the right reasons. A lot of people buy these things uh, for the absolutely the wrong uh, reasons. All right, if you have a question or a comment for our program, you can give us a call. The number here is 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we'll have one final segment of emails, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. 
tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with Cook's Kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Wow, buddy, this place is gorgeous. I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. (laughs) All this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Hey, hey, welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. He over there is the legendary Josh Finelli. And we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the great Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. So uh, I am looking at data that is coming from, uh, well, this is FT, but it's it's the SPIVA data from S&P, 500, S&P Dow Jones. Uh, and it's not, it, so a lot of times people think that when we're doing this show, Josh and I are giving our opinions, and there are plenty of times when we are. But when we're talking about performance or certain investments we always are using real data um and so you wonder why we talk about indexing versus active money management and if your advisor or your your money manager says that they can beat the market they are lying to you 
and it's not my opinion that they're lying to you. The data says they're lying to you. And so if you are hiring a Ken Fisher because Ken Fisher th tells you that he can beat the market, he's lying to you because he's not. And so when I'm looking at all the different asset classes, uh, U.S. large cap, U.S. Uh, you know, international, mid cap, small cap, REIT, small cap, all the different asset classes, um, over 90% of actively managed funds on a 10-year basis do not beat their respective index that they're competing against. So over 90%. And remember, that's a changing number all the time. It's 95% of 15 yeah, and so, but and the longer you go back, the longer you go out, the worse the numbers get for the active managers. And it, remember, the the percentages are changing all the time. So in reality, it's essentially zero over twenty. Well, years. and let's acknowledge, like twenty twenty two was the best year for active management in fifteen years since the financial crisis. Of course, the reason is a lot of those funds had disproportionately high cash balances throughout the year. So uh, that cash led them to outperform the market. And so in the best active management environment in 15 years, 93% uh, of them still underperformed on average out of the multiple thousand actively managed mutual funds out there. And this is just irrespective of the actual asset class. And so now uh, as we go forward, they get to mean revert and go back to 95 to 96% uh, underperformance because, of course, that degree of underinvestment will tend to underperform in the years to come. But uh, we just point that out as, you know, mean reversion is the most powerful force in all things, uh, and you just can't fight it. It's gravity. It's just like interest rates are for stocks. And here we are in the best environment ever, and wow, it moved the needle two percentage points uh, out of 100. Good job. Well, remember... 2022 was like remembering that even a blind mice finds a cheese once in a while. That's essentially 2022. <laughs> All right, let's tackle some email questions. We got an email from a BF uh, here in Bend. Hopefully you know who that is. Uh, BF says, my wife and I are retired have, and have more than enough income from a few different sources. We also have a nest egg well into seven figures. If we can get 5% risk-free in government bonds, why do we need to own any stocks? First of all, congratulations on being retired and having a, uh, more than enough income that you need and a seven-figure investment portfolio. I think you made a few right decisions uh, in your life. Maybe one of those decisions might have been under control, which was coming out the right birth canal, but let's assume that that wasn't the case. And these income sources are such that you didn't inherit the money, Tim, is what I'm, I'm saying by the right birth canal. Come on, Tim. Second level thinking. Uh, so so uh, the answer to your question is you don't. I mean, you know, you're in this enviable position. We do have some clients in the same position as you, and they can take as much risk as they want to take or as little risk as they want to take and it's really not going to affect their life uh guess whose life it's going to affect whoever their beneficiaries are so let's say you have kids or grandkids obviously if you have a portfolio that you don't touch other than the amount you have to take from a required minimum distribution standpoint uh, and you live another 30 years and that money is invested in stocks your beneficiaries or who you want to get your money when you die is going to get a lot more money. Uh, but if you're one of these people that says, even though I don't need this money, I hate seeing it fluctuate with the market, then guess what? Go out there and just buy treasuries and don't worry about market fluctuation and just know your portfolio is not going to grow substantially over time. Well, and I think another thing to recognize here is even though you know we have been beating the drum and we're believers in structurally, structurally higher yields for longer and higher interest rates for longer than the market currently anticipates, ultimately when you know this scenario plays itself out and the Fed hikes us into recession, remember what's going to happen to yields. They're going to go down again. You have reinvestment risk, of course. The, the curve is very inverted. You know, you can buy that one-year treasury at 5%, but in a year when it expires, what's tr what's what are interest rates going to be then? You know, and that Do You know? No, of course oh, not. Okay. But my point is like <laughs> reinvestment risk is your issue when you're right. short the curve like that. And so that's the dilemma is like is that yield when you get there going to be enough going forward and 
Potentially not, but the point is, is like some balance is ultimately what protects your purchasing power the best. And the margin of companies is, of course, your protection uh, ultimately against uh, inflation over time. As margins are relatively static and stock prices reflect uh, economic activity in nominal terms. So uh, uh, over the long run, that's your best hedge relative well, but, to inflation. But I guess his point was he doesn't need a hedge. But I would say, you know, in your case, uh, the, the, the reality is the what you might need this money for, and this is the biggest financial risk that most couples have, unless they are really, really wealthy, which you might be in this boat, and that is one of you, the spouses, one of you, you or your wife, goes into long-term care, right? So if you don't have long-term care insurance, which most people don't anymore because it's too expensive for the benefit, uh, one of you goes into long-term care and needs 24-hour care. Uh, and that gets expensive, right? It could be 20000 bucks a month that you're shelling out. And so that nest egg that you have, uh, you're going to want that to be there so you can pay for that um, because that, that is your long-term care insurance. And so that is sort of and, – and, you know, the cost of long-term care goes up by much higher than the inflation rate. And so you're going to need, uh, need that money. Let's see real quick. Um, uh, Ernie C. in Bend. Uh, says my wife and I bought I bonds the last two years. How is the income on those taxed? Uh, well, so the way that those work is they have essentially a thirty-year. Uh, just real quick, I bonds are uh, inflation-protected savings bonds from the U.S. government. Yeah, but the maturity on them is thirty years. So uh, you have the option of paying uh, the taxes when they ultimately mature which is presumably what you don't want to do, uh, or you can pay the imputed liability on a year-by-year -year basis. So uh, there's calculators out there uh, that can, you can find on the Internet that show you what you own and what your imputed liability based on when you actually bought the bond uh, in, is in given, any given year. You have to reflect that on your tax return because it didn't pay you that in form of a coupon. But uh, that's the best way to probably do it for most people. All right. That's our show this week. We appreciate you listening. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take Take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.